All right, Diana. Yes. Why do people leave the church building for a home church gathering or micro church, some sort of smaller setting? From what I've seen, because they're yeah. hurt. Hmm. That's the general. I think that's that's really yeah. really common. What we see over and over again is somebody was hurt by the way that something was done or not done either to them or someone that they know. But usually there's a strong sense of hurt. So yeah. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's. I think that that makes sense for a lot. To me, it almost seems like those are the noisiest people like the ones Fair. that are hurt. Um, and so maybe it's easy to, uh, I feel like that's the answer I would hear from a pastor in a church right now in American <laughs> church. You know what I mean? Like this, that's the same exact thing I'd hear is like, Oh, well they just, they were just hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that that's entirely true. I, I, I think it's a reason, you know, and I definitely respect obviously your opinion on that. Um, I feel like the thing I've seen more than anything is just the sense of belonging something about coming to a smaller setting they they feel like for sure authenticity yeah they feel like they belong they feel like they're seen and and that matters you know because there are people that want to help out in different ways in different churches but maybe they're just not able to or maybe a position's already filled in a different role or something or maybe they don't even maybe they don't even know where to begin you know it's just like it's overwhelming to literally just start so they come into a small gathering, they come to like our house church or somewhere else and they just, they belong, you know? Um, I, that's not necessarily good or bad, you know? Like it, it depends what they belong to, I think is kind of like the follow-up that then begins to arise, you know? Because um, that doesn't mean they want to belong to the church as Christ has prescribed it. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, okay. I think that's a good, um, once again, having us having different perspectives on that. I guess I, you know, when you ask the question, I immediately think mm. of many of the people that we've talked to and we've known who, or I should say, many of the people who have approached us about, can I go to a house church gathering and consider it my church? Or can I start a home church or, you know, organic church micro? I honestly, I don't know all the terms out there. Whatever, you know, you want to call it. I think we're all talking about the same thing here. I think you hit the big three. Great. (laughs) That's what I was going for. Um, Not a life group, but can I consider this church as like prescribed by the Bible? Yeah. Um, Is it sufficient? Many of the people who've approached us are like former staffers in some way or Mm -hmm. former leaders in their local congregation. And I think they are the ones more often they had some sort of sense of belonging. They're the ones that feel a sense of hurt or maybe injustice is kind of um, what it is. And And they're also the loudest ones. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think um, highly likely. Yeah. Because if you're just looking for a sense of belonging and you're just sort of dissatisfied, I think those people are a lot likelier to what church hop for a long time and then perhaps eventually come to the conclusion that maybe... um, it's that life group thing, but like all the time and not called a life group and this, that or whatever. Um, but I know, I guess I, I can definitely, we've absolutely seen people are desperate for, I, I think they would say the word either community or authenticity. 
um, not the Sunday morning or Saturday night, whatever, yeah. <laughs> depending on how many services you have and which one they go to. Um, but not that experience. They want something deeper. They want something more meaningful, more, um, real in the way of human connection, which is also really ironic because how many people actually stick around to become part of a biblical community? Yeah, totally. The answer is not many. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that we've seen, I think the thing about it to me and why I say belonging even is because mm-hmm. I, there is like a bad rap that the house church gets. And for some degree, I, under, I, I get it. I understand. Um, yeah. We've seen those gatherings, but you know, I don't want to stereotype the whole thing because it's really not just a bunch of hurt people. Like, no having a pity party together like for the most part like if you were to come to our house church there's there's nothing i don't know that anyone who's there right now is there because they were hurt i think no. they were yeah it's, i, I it's think they just find they just belong yeah they find community and they, and they exist now that brings the bigger They're question attracted by the idea of it yeah but and it raises the bigger question is i guess with belonging and this is the reason i think about it is is yeah. What we've also seen in that is we've had to walk through Matthew 18 and 1 Corinthians 5 with people over the yeah. last few years. We, we've That's not an uncommon thing we've had to deal with in the house church. Um, and it raises yeah. this question like, well, what do you belong to? Yeah. And so with that, you know, you can have the same problem that you have mm-hmm. in American church or in like a more institutional church, you could say, or the, or the house church. You could have the same problem. Either way, you can come to a church structure and not be there for Jesus um, or yeah. be meeting him in a way that he's prescribed it. And so, you know, there are marks, I think, of what you should belong to if you're going to a church. Like the church should be known for certain things. Like I think we okay. should be a suffering church. You know, like we should suffer for others. And uh, I think it's a matter how, of... How do you mean that? Do you mean like we all... Because I, I yeah. think of honestly, um, that can quickly be taken as sort of these ascetic practices where, well, if we don't have suffering in mm-hmm. the American life, let's induce our own sort of suffering maybe. So so what do you mean I that we're suffering for others? I mean, yeah, if that means you can't others? afford Netflix, then maybe, maybe. You know what I mean? Like okay, if it okay. means so people can like eat and so... I what think what about, people would grumble about... Say an equal church. Huh. Let's say an equal church. Um, I think we should be an equal church in the sense that like Paul talks a lot about in second Corinthians eight and nine. It's a huge thing for mm-hmm. you and I that we talk about all the time. Like, yeah. Hey, this is a, he literally says, this is a matter of equality. Yeah. He literally says it's a matter of equality. He says that if some of you have surplus, it's because others have need. Yeah. And, and he is talking it, about financial, but he's not just talking about, no, financial. it's in giftings and it's in everything else. And so the the thing is we, we are called to be an equal church, right? So we're not just belonging to like, People come with a different mindset of like why they belong. People might come and they go, Bill, because I belong to an intimate group of believers. Some people might come and they go, well, I belong to a group of believers that see us as equal, where surplus meets need and abundance meets scarcity or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Some people might come because they feel like, wow, this is actually a missional church. So I belong to this because it's a missional church. Some might come because they say it's a giving church. You know, wow, these people are really selfless. And so I belong, I feel like I belong to this because it's selfless. Some people might, you know, it can go on and on and on with, with different things. And even within mm-hmm. house churches, you can have a lot of different like flavors, you could say. Yeah. You know, you go to house church and they could be on fire for just like worship. And then people go, I belong here because these people sing. They yeah. sing like they mean it. I've, I've definitely seen that as well. Not just, I guess, in the house church, because my first exposure mm-hmm. to sort of that, um, 
I don't, I don't want to use the wrong word here, um, but it is more of like a, a pretty narrowed down, what is our uh, vision? What's our purpose? How are we united as a church group was from like the institutional sort of church. Uh, like we can't plant a church or of course our church is going to fail if you're yeah. not about like we exist to worship together or we exist, we exist to be missional mm-hmm. in the community or it's, but it's really like, very singularly focused mm-hmm. um that is just out there also by the way um that was second corinthians 8 uh basically 14 and 15 that you were quoting yeah it's great you want context go read it um yeah my point is in all that people belonging to specific belonging to specific kind of narrow things yeah I think it's different flavors of the church still. Um, But the reality is like when you come to a house church and you find that belonging, the thing is people need to ask themselves, am I coming here to find a belonging in Christ's church? You know, like what are the marks of a church altogether, a healthy church? Yeah, community should be a huge Fullness. I I just think fullness, diversity is like everything else is kind of exclusive, right? Like maybe that's the difference between a life group. Well, even that, you just said it like diverse, a a diverse church. You know what I mean? You could list off a thousand of these things. Like, what what is the church? The church should be a diverse church. It should be a suffering church. It should be an equal church. It should be a worshipful church. It should be a praying church. It should be a, you know, whatever. It should comprehensively be all of these things. Is that your point? Uh, Yes. Okay. And when 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 we say we come to belong... Most people aren't looking for that comprehensive belonging to all of this. No, I don't even think they want to a lot of the times. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gone through Matthew 18 and 1 Corinthians 5 or whatever with people. Yeah. I think the reality is like they, in the same way that people church hop in American, more institutional church, people do the same thing in house church. The reality is like they're not necessarily coming with pure motive. I think if you come with pure motive, then I can walk in an institutional church this Sunday and you know, I may have a lot of disagreements with things, but like I can worship God and I can find some sort of fullness to like why I'm there and meeting the Lord there. Today. Yeah. Fellowship same thing with if, other believers yeah. we're going to worship with in heaven. And yes. And so the same thing with my, ton of my friends that are pastors at churches and they could come to our house church and they would find a fullness and a richness to yeah whatever. And that's great, you know, um, but belonging is what I would say. You know, there's some sense of belonging and that's why people are oftentimes leaving because maybe, um, there's a lack, maybe it's it's harder to find in, in the American church a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reality is just like, if you start any like industry, you know, that's gonna trigger a lot of people, but <laughs> I don't know how to put it. You know, like these are not, these are not, these are not like hidden statistics, right? 10 to 15% of the people do 100% of the work in the institutional church. For sure, it, it's a business model. Yes. It's a nonprofit, but business model yeah so what happens if you have a corporation you know you know all of this stuff doing all of the all these this few amount of people doing all of the work there well you're going to have 80 percent of the people on the sidelines that aren't doing things you know so they're not going to feel like they belong that's just the reality and some people want it that way because they want to belong to a church that doesn't ask them to do anything you know? Oh yeah. But a hundred percent. You get a lot of people, I think in the house church that they don't want to be a part of that 80% where they're just not asked to do anything. I think they're coming to the house church because they want to belong to something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they want to belong to the fullness of what like Jesus calls to in the church. Can does I, that, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, to me, so, of course. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Can I? Yeah. Please read. <laughs> 
Please read from Exodus for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, like um, we we do have this model where you say 80, 90% of the people do nothing and, you know, 10 at most. Maybe oh. you got some really active church. You got quite a few volunteers. They might tithe chairs because and, their pastor tells them to. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, never mind. I had a, I had a thought. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to go there. Go on. Read from the word. Um, okay. So it, it just reminds me though, You like you asked what's going to happen. I immediately think like mm-hmm. Exodus 18, Jethro comes up to Moses and he just says, you will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you. You can't do it alone. This is like... Gosh, it's is it in so in quite a few places. Um, anything we see in the Old Testament that is good and is sort of profitable, mm. we have to understand this is literally a shadow of the fullness of Christ that was to come. And yeah. I definitely see a lot of people go to, um, you know, whether they call it a, a Moses model or, or a mosaic, whatever, or I don't know. There's lots of different ways that we kind of structure our churches. I see a lot of people form much of that around what's given to us in the Old Testament. Oh, we just form a lot. It's it's fine. Anyways, so then, you know, you flip over to Colossians and to Colossians 2, and like all these things were but a shadow of what was to come. The substance is Christ. Or you go to, uh, where was it? Um, ah, Hebrews. It, uh, I don't remember where in Hebrews. It's like 9, 10, 11. I don't know. I was in all those places, so I can't remember. But you go over there, and the author of Hebrews is also talking about how, like, the atoning sacrifice, I think it's a blend of between 9 and 10, mm-hmm. the atoning sacrifice of that system that we had in the Old Testament, it was but a shadow of what to come. The substance is Christ. And I think there is this, we see here, Jethro's pretty, like, anybody, at, 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 this is not, like, a Christian principle here. The work is too great for too few of pe- people. That's not. Yeah, totally. That's not smart. That's not wise. What are you doing? That's silly. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying? Like, don't try to hog glory for yourself, or or maybe crucify yourself unnecessarily. You know, like it's it's just silly. And then we get to the New Testament, though, and you know we get to Romans and Corinthians, where we're given instructions, or e- even Ephesians. All great spots, you know, where we see clear instructions on how. <laughs> Every member of the body is meant to be functioning so that we are all, or, you know, even first Peter, we are all living stones, part of this royal priesthood, not just the ones who have that title of a, apostle, prophet, mm-hmm. pastor, uh, teacher, evangelist. No, well, nobody has the title of evangelist, but you know, those yeah, ones. for the most part, it's just pastor. Yeah. 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 And so in, in, in volunteer or yeah. I don't even know. What, what cool names we give people. Well, some people really get unique ones where they get hired on staff and they're called director. <laughs> because either <laughs> you didn't go to yeah. Bible college and get your seminary degree or you're a woman. Just depends. Or both. I don't know. Yeah, it depends. Usually but, depends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a cool one. But it's not a business. But we're going to call you director. So, But my, yeah, my yeah. point in that was like, yeah, how on earth are you going to have a sense of belonging if you're operating in this way that is like, it's a step below the shadow that was to come. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make any sense. So many people are going to be left out. So many real aspects of the church. We can't have, we have a mostly dead non-participating body. There's no sense of belonging in that there's no sense of empowerment of the spirit yeah. in that, 
environment. Well, obviously, the ideal was never that one person for every church would have to climb up on their own Sinai to, you know, like (laughs) hear from. But don't, but don't you want someone to be God for you instead of facing God yourself? Right. So I, I think the thing is, you know, it's a big thing. It's a big thing people want. mm -hmm. Yeah. But so people, I don't think they find fullness, obviously, in that. And that's the point of this, is that then yeah. they end up in a house church, I think, a lot of times because they are looking for more. That because what they've tasted and what they they've seen. They know they need more. Yeah. They know there's more. It's not nourishing, you know, their soul yeah. at the end of the day. And, and, and then I think maybe a lot of people just don't quite realize mm-hmm. what it looks like. It's not as simple as I'm just going to go here and I'm going to receive it's no, there's an exchange as there's an exchange in salvation in our relationship with God, you give up your life to find it because we can all look at abundant life and say, that looks awesome. So why doesn't everyone choose it? Yeah. Not everyone wants, or, okay. I I understand there's a certain theological mindset and, and I know there's diversity out there in terms of not everyone believes people have the ability to choose it, but you know, whatever. Even even regenerated Christians, right? Like people who have who have that ability to choose. I'll re- I'll rephrase it that way. Um, we can see what is good, and then we cannot choose it. And I think that's usually because we don't want to give up that part mm-hmm. of our life for the abundant life that God offers. And um, I think we see that a lot in house church as well. Yeah, where people see that attractiveness of being able to belong, but you actually have to give up so much yeah totally. to belong in that full way to god and, and be a part of christ's body yeah and the truth of the matter is most people don't give that up no. and so that's and i think that's just the american point way that is out, like you know like way more cushion. we might sit on the edge of being like you know hey we lean heavily in favor of like micro churches smaller setting churches um where every member is functioning that's a huge component of like our camp i guess you come from Mm -hmm. but we're not sitting on the edge saying like look at how much life has been found here because the truth of the matter is we've seen a lot of people leave yeah the house church we've we've seen some life though no no no. i'm not saying we we haven't seen life but i'm just saying we've seen a lot of people leave even the setting because the truth matters they were never attending an institutional church and they're not now attending in a house church because they really wanted christ's church yeah you know, that's, that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day. You know, I think, I think if someone's coming to really meet Jesus, well, I mean, he can show up at a freaking dumpster and he's going to meet Jesus. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? He can get talking with a couple people at a recycling place and he's going to meet Jesus. He can get people at the, meet with people at the taqueria and they're going to meet Jesus. If people are coming to Jesus. They're coming to the church with like mm-hmm. an authentic heart. They're going to find Christ. Yeah. You know? and, and that's a promise. You ask, totally. you search, you knock, you will find God. So, but belonging at the end of the day, you know, for me, from my experience, I think that that has been the number one thing I've seen. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I guess I have a, I don't know, I have a couple questions that I'm just, I'm thinking of. Yep. Where do you, one of those would be, where do you think that hurt comes from? And probably I'm going to answer where I think where sure. I've seen a lot of that hurt come from before I hand it over to you. But then also just, you know, as someone who grew up in the church, I, you know, how did you come to prefer something else, right? To prefer the way we do it now. Mm. So chew on that one for a second. Um, yeah, go for it. You know, I, I guess I will say, cause I, I think there's this, 
we see scripture gives us, it is actually really clear, right? Um, in so many ways, this God just lays it out for us and it's like painfully obvious. Um, and so there's no way to read through the Bible and not look around at our church practices and be like, how is that not like a blatant slap in the face to like what God says to do here? Um, what are we, I'm, you know, and I think that promote that, that prompts a lot of people to go and ask, start asking mm. some questions and start wrestling with some things. Um, and, you know, depending on how others, how their leaders or, or their counsel responds to them, you know, people might incur some hurt in a sense, or they might just feel like there's some injustice going on mm. here. Like, hey, you're, you actually have the power to, to change this and to do it like the right way. What are you doing? Um, there's kind of no way to get around. If someone has a deep conviction like that, they'll feel a sense of injustice going on, um, which was kind of something that you know, you said you feel some frustration at some of that. Um, and maybe that, I don't actually know, maybe that ties into how you came to swing hmm. to a different method for your own self. Um, but I think I also have seen, I, I feel like this just has to be put out there as part of the conversation. I have seen a lot where um, people don't ever truly have a relationship with God. They only have a relationship with the church mm -hmm. and they don't have a desire then when their whatever foundation they built of faith that was in the church, when that comes crumbling or fracturing um, apart, they don't have a desire to go to God with that yeah. or to go to the word and to separate what they see god's people doing from god's person um i have definitely seen a lot of that and i think probably if if i'm going to be honest from a lot of how i've seen that i think those become the people who are the most bitter um because they're and that again they're not looking for god truly mm -hmm. um they're just upset you know they've they've been hurt in some way or another because people are people and um to them like god is the church and i do think that that is a major dynamic that's out there for why people leave the their their church buildings either to never come back or to maybe meet in smaller groups or to yeah. look for something else or to look for a very specific kind of belonging um but i've definitely struggled i think to have conversations with people in that place where i of a like okay but what does God say? Well, why are you, why, why do you want to leave God if he's affirming like, mm -hmm. no, that, that was wrong. That's not how he wanted it to go. Um, but people kind of attributing the actions of other people and putting them onto God. It's almost yeah. like this, like totally imputation going on. That's yeah. Well, you know. you're a counselor. It's transference. It is. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But uh, yeah. What do you, how do you think people come to incur this hurt and, then how did you go from I, I'm gonna be completely to have honest, such I don't, strong convictions now? I, I don't I don't think I even have an answer for your first question. I, I don't I don't even know. I think it's too complicated. I don't think I could sit here and summarize it in a simple way. I, I just think okay. we've seen every spectrum of it. I've seen everything from totally valid hurts. Yeah, they're they're valid. Yeah. I, I don't know. I 
it's so that's so messy right because there's so much people dragging from their personal traumas Mm -hmm. into those you know their church traumas as well Mm -hmm. and and so it's not i don't think we could bow tie that in any simple thing but i'll answer the 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 personal experience i simply put i think it's nothing short of a slap in the face to the cross to literally see what jesus says to see what god has written in the word and just ignore it or to do the complete opposite it's like like literally if you read something you're like hmm love your neighbor and you picked up an egg and you threw it at their house (laughs) you know like like what that was targeted towards some rebellious kids you're just like what are you doing you know what i mean like literally it, it doesn't make any sense it's just like hmm if you like what you've done for the least of these you've done for me and you're like wow okay there's a homeless guy wow what a jerk that guy needs to get a job and stop living off welfare you know what i mean like it, it, we Ooh. instantly like literally just jump to we, we just You're completely ignore scripture in a lot of cases and and i know that some of that stuff is more complicated than that maybe not the egg scenario but my point is that i do think for me it's just it is simply put the injustice you know that of literally god is black and white in a lot of ways we create ambiguity where there's not and if we would just take god at his word you know we'll find our lives are a lot more peaceful and a lot more uh spirit led and so i agree uh, it's really that simple for me that's what it kind of comes back to is it okay if i say that i think to do that would require faith and that means that if people are unwilling to do that, they just, they don't want to take that step of faith. They don't have that faith. Is that, is that okay for me to say? Sure. I just, I think, you know, to trust God in what he says and to believe that it actually is possible, even in our modern day context, mm-hmm. that um, our God is the God who turns the world upside down. He doesn't operate by conventional wisdom, but he makes fools of those wise men. Um. There's literally nothing that he cannot do and that that's not just like some cool thing for while Jesus was alive, but, or while the first century church was being birthed, but that's a thing for right now. Like God still is who he says he is. He hasn't changed. Um, and his power has not changed. Like that would require faith and a lot of putting ourselves out there a lot of of sacrifice to say like i might be mocked or ridiculed i i'm gonna go out on a limb and not do it the way that the world says this is how it works yeah like we i don't know can be a little more blunt than you great courage and great faith it would also require you to not be god i think let's like let's just be honest a lot of this is like people want to live their life they want to enjoy their opinions they want to open their mouth when they want to open their mouth it is what it is. Hey, everybody else can suck it. You know, that's kind of like the mentality yeah. that a lot of people live Oof. with. Yeah. And even in our like certain denominational structures, that we, becomes a thing. We want glory and we want power for totally. ourselves. It's so totally. human. And so I, I do think a lot of it comes down to more sinful, deeper roots than just like a, hey, have courage, have faith. I think a lot of it is like, hey, you're not God. And God has prescribed the way for his church. He's prescribed the way for one that follows Jesus. And we're just apprenticing under him. That's all we're doing. And so such humility. Yeah. So, hey, 
if you enjoy this podcast, we actually just did a conversation with Andy. Um, three critical things we've learned about house church. Yeah. You're going to love that conversation. It's an hour long special. It's on the Jesus mission page. So go check it out. Learn a little bit more about Andy. Maybe check out some of his podcasts. He's doing some great stuff too. And we'll see you next time on Naked Church. Thank <laughs> you.